Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my my uh, my heavily afflicted friend. Oh my gosh! My physically afflicted. You know what? I feel like we need to we need to devil. I come against thee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think there needs to be some. Uh, I think there needs to be some hands being laid oh on. My gosh. I think some there needs to be anointing. some. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I don't have any oil, but Diet Coke will do. And we're gonna cast Squeeze the cast oil away out of that cigar. Cast away the demon of migraines. Oh my gosh, the demon go. of migraines. Bro, you've been out for the cat. Like, it seems like every time I either Marco you or text you, you're in the middle of another migraine. It, this w- since and, Sunday and, evening till about today, yes. Yeah, and and like this is a like, Tuesday, mind you. People. Yeah, we're recording on t- like I didn't know if you were gonna make it to recording session today. Because I, I got here, I drove my, all the way down to Tacoma. My, migraines got me slipping, man. Dude, <laughs> I got I got all the way down to Tacoma, and I I got here to the you know to, you know to our place. I got to our corner, got everything set up. I get a text from Jack saying, "Man, I'm in the middle of a migraine. I don't know what's going on right now." I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah. So I mean, whew. so I I've been you having okay. These, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Two extra strength Tylenol get me on cloud nine yeah. right now. I oh, guess yeah. uh, they they kicking in. Um, Had yeah. some brownies before I got here. No, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I mean I've been having these. Usually it's like a week long affair. Like it's not just a day. It'll happen periodic, you know, periodically throughout the week. And these have just been back to back to back to back. And there's been yeah, it's just you know I try you know. I try everything. It's it's become seasonal. They've actually been downgraded. A lot of the times this would happen about every couple to a few months. But now I feel like they're now seasonal in this sense. But it's that so one like, week where that weather yeah. and I saw it when Josh said, Oh my I had to turn on my heat in my car yeah, this yeah. morning. I'm like, You about to jinx me. Uh because now I'm gonna get another one today. Um or it's Man, just that week. has got you spicy. So. It's just that week, you know. So. <laughs> oh man. I hate it. It's uh, it, first of all, it sucks because it just like 
it drains you. Sure, yeah, yeah. It just like you oh, get you all get through the, high school. Uh, uh, yep, you get the little clouds, little auroras. Like, yep, yep, yep. You know, like here's here's the best way I can explain it because I used to get them all the time as a kid, mm. and I would or well, you know, high school into college, and I would tell like my folks, I'd be like, I get, I like, I know when it's gonna hit me. Because I get these little floaties in my eyes. They're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's like, okay, the best way that I can explain it is when you're driving down the highway and it's a hot day and you can see like the road in front of you and out in the distance, you know, yeah. b- because of the heat, like it, it gets fuzzy, like that. you know, like I get that in the corner of my eyes. I get it. Like a, it's like a strand. It's like a strand that goes yeah, like yeah, a yeah. crescent. I know when I get like that. Highlighting and uh, moving all the time. Yeah. I've got like 15 minutes. To get where I need to get, because I'm going to be down for the count yeah. for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, uh, so. Migraines are no bueno, no fun. So we can, no I mean, we can, uh, we can curb them with some stuff, but they still suck. Some blessed medications. Yeah. Well, I Marco like Jack Marcoed me today, <laughs> and he's got like a full like like hot oh, compress yeah. on the face, and all I see is like Dude, the bottom of his the bottom of his face. Like, Josh, I don't know if I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it in, man. I'll let you know. The common error with a lot of people do is they put the cold washcloth on their face. It's a cold compress. You went with hot. No, because hot, it regulates and it gets the blood flowing through your through your face and through everything. So you want that hot towel on your face so you can get the blood flowing. All right. You primarily put cold towel on there when, I don't know. There you go. When you just need a cold towel. So so you've got a new, like you got a new trick. I mean, I've been doing that for a while. but strategy to try. Yeah, that's one of my strategies. Here's the thing, man. The point is you made it. (laughs) It's good to be here. I'm glad you're here with me. At least somewhat You didn't die? Yeah, I'm glad you didn't die. You didn't die? The bar was at that level that I didn't die? Hey, you know what? It's not a bad bar, okay? (laughs) As far as bars go, it's not the worst one to have. Uh, But other than that, man, how, how, how are things? Things going good? I mean, yeah, for the most part. I mean... I just showed Josh a, a <laughs> I just showed Josh a clip. People trifling, all right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> People are trifling uh, these days. It seems like it seems like every time you turn around, uh there is a new mega threat. Threat level five. Threatened level midnight. <laughs> uh, there's a new threat to the gospel. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? And this is what we want to talk about because this is pretty prevalent in uh, definitely the circles Jack and I run in, the more conservative, reformed, uh, baptistic circles, 1689, mm. all that stuff. Um, and there's there seems to be kind of like a new controversy every like five or so years right and what ends up happening is this new controversy is then like grabbed onto by the modern reformed influencers if you will online as and or calvinistic sure influence. yeah depends yeah, yeah. on how what you mean by yes of course of, those, of course yeah. calvinistic to full-blown reformed yeah. right yeah. um and it's grabbed onto and 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 heralded as this is our culture's the, the threat to the gospel. Yeah. Right? So 10 or so years ago, it was Strange Fire, right? Yeah. It was the charismatic movement, oh, right? Uh, and all of the, you know, um, New Apostolic Reformation, yeah. Bethel, and things like that. That was the threat to the gospel, right? Yeah. Um, more recently, right? Uh, CRT, 
Yeah. All right. Critical race theory. Sure. The threat to the gospel. <laughs> podcasts and podcasts and podcasts and blog posts and and conference and conferences conference. of of why CRT is the greatest threat to the gospel that has ever existed. Right. Now, m- like most most recently, uh, it is government overreach <laughs> due to <laughs> you know. Um, masks and regulations and mandatory vaccinations, things of that sort, right? Um, So, and each one that comes along is at that moment in time the greatest threat to the gospel, right? So we wanted to talk about just this concept of things, outside forces threatening the gospel, right? And just kind of wanted to talk about just that concept, I guess. But I guess my first question is this, and this is something that I have been thinking about a lot, is why why are we so prone to viewing, to view the things that we dislike the most as the greatest threats to Christ and his gospel? Yeah, um, those are good questions. I think you have to rewind the tape back on history a little bit and maybe go back to kind of where this all came from. Um, this idea of kind of scare tacting people or putting up these new threats. These, this is the end all be all of whatever civilization or our community or the church or whatnot. Right. And within our, our mo- I would guess our modern context, our modern context being the last hundred years, I would say our modern context is, um, you have McCarthyism, right? So you have basically after World War II happens, you have Joe McCarthy, who's a United States senator, who starts going after people because communism is on the rise. I thought you said MacArthurism. No, McCarthyism. Oh, (laughs) I was sitting here like, I was sitting here like, I mean. He ain't got no theological system yet, bro. I was saying, well, no, that that ain't true. And you know that for a fact. There is a MacArthur brand out there, son, and he Maybe puts it MacArthur on every Bible. He puts it on every Bible he's ever put out. <laughs> MacArthur, right across the top. Sorry, I, yeah, yes. McCarthyism. McCarthy, uh, yes, the politician. Joe McCarthy. Okay, yes. gotcha. So, I'm tracking now. Yeah. I, was, I was wondering how you were gonna so swing that around. His whole idea was like, okay, there's communists embedded under every rock or under every right. inch of right. our society, and they're out to get us, and they're gonna overthrow us, and we're freaking out. And that led, honestly, if you think about it, that led to a lot of First Amendment um, violations as well, too. You did have people who were within Hollywood and everything like that that said, hey, I lean common or I lean a little bit more leftist or I lean this way or that way. And they were just like censured and, you know, did all these things. And so you have kind of this standard of okay that's going to be our new way in which we kind of search out the threats is this under this kind of scope of mccarthyism so now in the church you see that which basically like every now it seems like every five weeks (laughs) we got a new threat to the gospel and it seems just like i don't know it just honestly you had you went and I'm going back in church history, you had a period of time, at least a couple hundred years, where you had definitely some rank heresy going on. But man, I don't know how those dudes were so patient with that because you had jokers up in there in the Mediterranean saying crazy stuff. 
until it came to a head in 325 with the Council of Nicaea, where they talked about, you know, the nature of Christ and who he is. So, I mean, yeah, people trifling out here today. Uh, and all I can say is, like, those scare tactics, like, that's, man, I don't know what you're trying to do other than, like, maybe grift and like try to get more people on your tribe and start to you know divide and and conquer so to say in certain ways but yeah man, it's i don't get it i just don't yeah and and yeah here's the thing like what what jack and i are not saying is that there what we are not saying is that there are no things out there that we should not be concerned about as christians and there are no things yeah. out there that we should not see as Really bad issues that need to be addressed with the, with scripture through the gospel. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. We completely understand and believe that we live in a very fallen world that's yeah. very messed up. The only thing that's going to save it is the gospel of Christ, right? Yeah. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. What we're saying is is we, we have and and I, I think I brought this up to Jack. It was either today or yesterday, I think. Is is I've just got this like I, I don't understand the desire to have to like always have something so uh like so prevalent to fight against right yeah. and i think that might be part of it is is we we love having something i think we love having something to unite against sure. versus more than we unite for unite for maybe yeah and that's not across the board yeah but if i look at you know, social media, and obviously, social media is just just a perpetual, you know, <laughs> dumpster fire. <laughs> it's just a perpetual dumpster fire that has gasoline like thrown on it every single day, right? Yeah. But if we look at that as kind of a microcosm of a greater issue, there are so many more. There are so much more people looking to the things that divide us. Yeah. And the things that are are against scripture and things to fight against yeah. versus looking to the gospel and looking at all of the legitimately good and wonderful things that are happening yeah. in the church. Yeah. Right? Now again, yeah, like society's crap. It's always been crap. It's always gonna be crap. Yeah. Right? There is always going to be things that we as Christians need to take stands against. Mm -hmm. That's just part of being a Christian. Yeah. Okay. But what we need to understand is that if, and this is where I think I, I've landed at least right now is if we're constantly focusing on all of the things that we need to take a stand against the greater things that we have that unify us as Christians becomes less and less prevalent in our minds. And it's almost like you're so used to fighting that you you don't even know how to have peace anymore. Or you don't you know? even know, like, how to have, like, unity or, like, the things right. we should be focusing on, right? So, like, I think somebody said this the other day that I heard them. They said that they basically said, hey, uh, do you know what the Apostles' Creed is? And they're like, huh? I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, come on. So what now? now? Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, if there's one thing, like, the bar is there, <laughs> all right, as far as creeds go. 
Like the bar is set pretty low for creeds. If you wanna, if in my mind, if you wanna take it up even higher, like do so. Nicene Constantinople and stuff like that. But man, when you don't know the Apostles' Creed or even what they're talking about, like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, it's just <sighs> the the problem that I'm seeing like constantly is just. But it's in the culture that we're in, right? Well, there always it, it has is. to be it is. one party and another party, and they have to fight against each other. Hundred percent. And then there has to be some sort of resolution in that. And that's something where I think, and it's very sneaky, yeah. because Satan is a master deceiver, mm-hmm. right? And I think that it's something that he has done a very good job at in infiltrating the church. And this, we are so focused on not letting the church look like the world. And that, again, that's a good thing to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be in the world, but not of it. Right. But we're so focused on all of the loud and the obvious stuff that I think we are not seeing the enemy that's sneaking over our wall behind us. Yeah. And that has already influ- it has already infiltrated the church yeah. and has caused disunity, has caused uh, f- factions to be formed and distrust to happen and disunity to happen, right? Is, is we have all of these people that are shouting at us saying, this is the main issue, this is the main issue, it's CRT, it's, it's this, it's this, it's this, and this. And yeah, okay, those are issues we need to talk about. Sure. Are they the main issue? I'm not sure. Yeah. And, and, and even if they were... Like, like, let's give benefit of the doubt. Even if, even if it's true, we're putting so much focus yeah. on these things that the weightier matters mm-hmm. are being forgotten and are being neglected. Yeah. Like the health of our churches, the health of our congregations. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I truly believe that this is one of the dangers of this mentality mm. Is when we are so hyper focused on finding the next ultimate bad guy, the ultimate threat of the gospel, right? That you're missing all of the little things, all of th- yeah. the little enemies that are coming in their in their little Trojan horses yep. behind you that you don't even see. And pretty soon you're gonna find that you have just been completely infiltrated. Yeah, I think the I think just the biggest thing, like you said, that whole Trojan horse thing. Okay. I get that there's issues going on. I get that there's stuff. But that's all that's all smoke. That's all smoke and chaos from the battlefield, right? Like that's that's granted to me in my opinion. Sure, sure, right? yeah, yeah. I, I would say I would say yes, I agree. I, I think there's still even in those large issues, there are things that we need to like talk about. Sure. For sure. No no no. But but yeah. they aren't I don't think they are the massive big you know, uh, titans that we're being told they are. So here's what here's what I here's what usually happened in certain tactics within the army, right? Is you usually would smoke you would throw smoke grenades out there or some sort of covering in order to weave in or maneuver correctly. Sure. Right. Yeah. I just think that when we just latch on to these like threat quote unquote threats of the gospel all the time, that's just the smoke. And the enemy's actually moving in a different direction to do something. And so it's like, hmm, what should I be doing as <laughs> a local just even at the bare minimum, local church member talking with other local church members, hey, 
Um, well, social media is going to tell you to charge headlong into the smoke. <laughs> oh my god! That's what I, I, I'm dead serious. That's what social media is telling you to do. Yeah, is where that smoke is. That's like they're right in the middle. You charge headlong right into the smoke. Um, no, don't do that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> One, it's hard to breathe. <laughs> you can't see. It's going to get in your sinuses, and you might have migraines the rest of your life. Uh, like me. Uh, so, I mean, first of all, don't do that. Second of all, yeah, it's just like you're not focusing back to building yourself and your fellow believers up with the scriptures or with um, the confession, walking through some sort of even confession. If you follow confession, like you should at minimum follow the apostles creed for crying out loud. Um, But you need to like walk in that, like learn from that, start to, and yes, you can exegete a confession. You can exegete out of that and get scripture out of that as well too, to see where they went from. Like where, where are we building up? Where just these little tiffets, you know, just these little tiffets are happening around us, and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, that's the next like battle. That's the next World War Three. It's like, guys, <laughs> well, I don't think is the next World War Three. Sure, you got to look beyond that and and the schemes of what's going on and the roots of it, but just saying that over and it's like the boy who cried wolf, man. So what happens sure. when a real threat of the gospel happens? So what are you gonna do then? You know. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the major that's one of the major issues that happens is when we are so focused on all of these issues that like I really want to come up with a word for it, but it's like it's social media evangelicalism, right? Like whenever you log on to Facebook or Twitter, it's everything that the social media Christianity is telling you is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So right now it's Joe Biden. It's, right now it's vaccines. Mm-hmm. It's CRT, yeah. right? It's all of these things. <clears throat> and yeah, those are things we need to talk about. Like there's issues there for sure. But when you're so hyper-focused on those things, yeah, the thing that suffers the most are the people that God has called you to love in your local church. Well, not only that, but then like... It's like you're over here fighting a battle yeah, that... For the for the majority of people, not blank saying for the majority of people, it doesn't affect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 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 there are people in your congregations with real needs, real issues, like practical things they need help with, and I feel like like that's the demographic that gets lost. Yep. Jared C. Wilson always had this quote of "What you win them with is what you win them to." He stole that. He stole that. Who stole that from? Uh, I don't know, but I heard that long uh, before. Okay. Yeah, he anyway, didn't come up with if that. Jared Wilson <laughs> stole that. Whatever. I just remember. But it's Jared. true. It's yes. true. What you win them if with you, is what you win them to. If if we keep if we keep winning, quote unquote, winning people with just these, dude, that's just that's newspaper. I, I don't know other than what to say. It that's a newspaper faith. Like you're just opening up the newspaper saying this is all threats to the gospel, and it's like. But then what if somebody in your congregation comes in and you haven't and you spent all your time in that newspaper saying these are actual threats of the gospel, but you haven't really like gone in and read like first Corinthians <laughs> to where there was actual threats to that local church, like division. And oh, by the way, this guy was sleeping with his stepmother and, un- and was unrepentant 
or members getting drunk off the communion wine. Oh, man. If Okay, if we aren't going back to the basics here, people, and all we are is just this constant sounding board of new threat level fives. It's threat level midnight. Threat level midnight. I don't. I don't know what to say other than your church is just a glorified CNN or Fox News at that point. Well, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, like, it it, it ends up, I think we already mentioned this, but, like, it ends up making the real, like, you can't tell when something's a real threat, right? If we're always at, at that level, if we're always, like, taking things to 11, mm-hmm. when a situation actually requires... Yeah, a level eleven response, which most don't, right? Most most situations don't. Like we're not going to be able to distinguish very well how to respond biblically, yeah, to one issue or the other, because there are times, and I believe these times are rare, but you see this even in the life of Christ. There are times when a very plant your flag on the hill response is warranted. There are times when that is required and hard things need to be said. Exhibit A, the Pharisees. Right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and we and we need to be like, you know what? We need we need to we need to take a cue from Luther. Yeah. Be like, here I stand. Like there's yeah. There's nothing else I can do. Sure. Here I am. Yeah. But if and the problem is that is the response every time. There's no discernment shown to whether or not the situation deserves that type of response. They just see every situation as deserving of that type of type of response. And we don't see that. There are many times, and I would say the majority of the times where we need to take a more Christ-like, a more pastoral tone in addressing issues yeah. and graciously leading that person to the truth of Scripture, right? Or applying the truth of Scripture graciously correctly and calmly yeah right those are the majority of the issues i i'm convinced of that and i might you know if somebody's listening and they say oh you're soft you know that's you're just abdicating i'm sorry i don't think i don't think i am i have been in many situations especially within the last couple years where both responses were warranted Mm -hmm. and where I responded, I believe, correctly in some of those instances and incorrectly in some of those instances. I have responded too soft in some situations where I look back and I wish I would have taken a more dogmatic stance. Sure. But I can look back in my life and see much more abundantly the opposite. Yeah. (laughs) When I took a dogmatic stance when something more gracious and humble was required right yeah so when we're always to that level and we're always responding to things with like you know we're pulling our swords out we lose the ability to i think look like christ the majority of the time he was here on earth or even just you know my community group leader we had a very i would say a very good very calm very edifying discussion about vaccines and mandates and stuff like that Questioning he kept repeating was, what does wisdom say? What what does biblical wisdom say in this? Kind of just like the character wisdom out of, you know, the Psalms or the Proverbs, right? What does wisdom say? And I liked how he said that and he prefaced it because it it let me have time to just think and respond in a right way biblically. 
And I don't think that we're pausing in these moments and saying, what does wisdom say right now? Or we're not doing like what our forefathers in the faith did, where they actually took the time to write out and take and actually and actually legitimately take the time <laughs> to set aside to write out like, hey, these are the issues. This is what's going on. These are the players of the game and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just think that there is just a real neglect of us asking those questions of what does wisdom say? And then also really thinking critically, like not shooting from the hip, like really thinking about it. And, you know, Josh and I like try to go about this in the, in the wise way of talking about these things and not shooting from the hip. Sure. Cause we've been thinking about them, you know? And so, yeah, it's just, we've, we've forgotten the art of actually critically thinking and then critically thinking out loud too to the point where now it's just knee-jerk reactions. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, knee-jerk reactions aren't good for anybody. Uh, they're easy to do, Yeah, but it's lazy. Yeah. It's lazy theology. Yeah. And it's lazy practice because yeah. it's easy. Mm-hmm. What is hard is responding correctly through discernment and wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's what takes the fruits of the Spirit, right? Anybody can respond quickly and just with a you know an offshoot like, hey, you know, just with a hot take or something like that. But something something else I wanted to address, and we'll, we can probably wrap up with this point, but yeah. I think my biggest concern and frustration, I think, with this whole thing about, you know, what's the greatest threat to the gospel today? You know, the gospel's being threatened here. You know, the gospel's being threatened here. And I say this with love. But this is one of those moments where I don't want to say something too softly. Yeah. (laughs) Is your Jesus so small that he can be threatened Mm -hmm. by the mere intentions of his creation? Is the gospel that you believe in so fragile that you think liberal politics have the strength to even scratch the surface of it? Mm -hmm. Is your God so small that he requires you to come to his defense Mm -hmm. who do you think you are you went you went i'm 200 risky on that but yes (laughs) (laughs) i'm dead serious yeah i'm sick and tired of us using this language like we somehow have the ability to stand on the level that god is do we think we possess such strength that we are the ones that are holding back the onslaught yeah. of the world and protecting Jesus, mm. protecting his gospel yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's it it's so protect. You know, Jesus is a, a lion. Christ in his gospel is an unrelenting force that will rip through the gates of hell itself mm-hmm. until there is nothing left standing. Why are we using this language that this is the greatest threat to the gospel? This is the greatest threat to the gospel. Nobody here is feeling threatened except you. Yeah. God isn't (laughs) seated in glory 
in heaven, presiding over everything, feeling threatened because of some political policy. Yeah. God has never felt threatened a day in eternity, and he never will. So we need to change the language that we're using here. Because the gospel and Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, do not need anyone to come to their defense. He is not on trial, nor is he helpless. Let's get a correct understanding of who God is. Yeah. Right? That's what Papa Sproul taught me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm reaching back to my 13-year-old yeah. self here sitting <laughs> on the couch, and Papa Sproul, like, like, looking at me through the TV screen and saying, you need to know who God is. Yeah. He is the Holy One, the supreme ruler of the cosmos, and there is nothing like him. Mm-hmm. He is the Almighty. He doesn't need anyone to stand and put a defense up for him. Yeah. He's the one that comes to our defense. Yeah. We get those roles reversed. Yeah. God comes to our defense. So stop with the language that the gospel is under attack or that Jesus Christ needs defending. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Why do the nations rage? Why do the people's plot in vain? The kings take their stand and the rulers stand against the Lord, against his anointing one. What does it say? The Lord enthroned in heaven. He's not f- afraid. He's not scared. He laughs. Mm-hmm. He laughs at them and says, really? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> there. Rant over. I'm done. I'm going to sip on my Diet Coke. Yeah. I mean, I think all too often we take this posture of, oh, we got to defend poor helpless defenseless jesus over here let me get on my armor and go slay dragons all day you know it's like nope think you're missing it buddy think you're missing it 100 percent. so 100 percent. definitely be courageous yeah definitely have bravery yeah but understand that the battle has already been won yeah christ has already conquered and the gospel is going to go forth fervently to every single person that God has foreordained it to go to, regardless of whatever happens in our culture. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. The more our culture moves away from scripture, the more we are able to see the true church versus the fake church. We're going, we are seeing that now, right? We're talking about all, oh, you know, it's infecting the church and it's, it, it's causing, you know, no, no, not the true church. The true church will always stand. The true church will always be small. It'll always be a remnant and it will be pure. And the more our culture moves away from scripture, the clearer we are going to be able to see who is truly in the kingdom and who's not. Mm. Right? So keep that in mind as we are crusading uh, to fight the liberals (laughs) uh, and waving our American flag and our Christian flag, right? Like, let's keep it in perspective. I am a real American. Oh, <laughs> the whole Coke and song oh, growing up. <laughs> you listen here, brother. <laughs> uh, God is so strong. He's so big. He's so holy. He's not threatened by anything. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Get us out of here, Alrighty. man. Yeah. I feel like, folks, I feel like I do. I went, we, that's the most risky I've <laughs> ever gone in my life. We have. <laughs> We have exhausted, we have depleted the uh, the storehouses, if you will, of uh, <laughs> of of the 
of the sungage of Tabig Eva, if you will. Let's do <laughs> let's do a riff up next step because I just want to talk about something fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we will. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you enjoy our delectable ranting. song titles of ranting, yes. um, please follow us on the sociables, if you will. Uh, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Tweaker, little blue bird site, all at at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how if they want to give us some $5 kashishes, maybe, if they still follow us after, 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 after that. <laughs> after uh, that, it, after that. that, we just lost <laughs> every patron we have. Uh, no, it's true. Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate what Jack and I are doing in our attempts to make the local church central in the life of the believer, if you appreciate what you hear and our attempts, although albeit sometimes we fail, but we always strive to be balanced and gracious and truthful in this podcast. Uh, if you do appreciate that, you can help us out uh, via prayers, first and foremost. We really do appreciate that. Um, interacting with us on social media, giving us a like, uh, giving us a follow, giving us a review. Scroll down if you're on iPhone. Just scroll down and give us a little, uh, you know, give us a little love little down there. Little five star. Little five star. We do appreciate that. It helps to get out, get it out to more people. And if you have the ability for $5 a month uh, or more, if the Lord lays it on your heart, uh, you too can become a Patreon supporter of this podcast, and our vow to you is your name shall be hallowed. 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 Yeah, I see. I messed up there that time. Harry Potter, hallowed. Hallowed. <laughs> it's not Livio Saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your name shall be hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. Mm-hmm.